you ask me how it's going, Maddie, mm. and you know what? Um, I I realize that like life is amazing, right? Because sure. every day you wake up and you could experience everything yeah. from a plane crashing into the World Trade Center through to a person who's celebrating a new business that's about to open. Uh, I love so much this quote from my good mayor and good friend, Eric Adams. My good, my good mayor. Eric Adams. <laughs> my good mayor. Oh, speaking, my freaking good mayor, Eric Adams. How you doing, Eric buddy? Adams hmm. speaking totally unprompted there. <laughs> they like asked him how his year went, and he's like, yes. well, every morning 9-11 could happen, <laughs> or a business can be opened, which is, to me, Eric Adams, the entire width and breadth of human experience. <laughs> Can't happen now, no more towers. We're one step ahead. Well, here, what are you going to do? Crash into the Chrysler building like a fucking pussy? <laughs> Your one mayor friend who's going through it just like every day is like 9-11. I wake up, 9-11 happens. Yeah. But That's hell for mayors. <laughs> you wake up and it's 9-11 every day. You've got to think it's I a challenging... hell for mayors, T. <laughs> it's challenge. New York and it's 9-11 every day. It's <laughs> Irish 9-11. A challenging day for mayors. Is, Eric Adams' nightmare is every day there's a 9-11 of a different nationality and he doesn't have We've got together costume. 19 brave Ulster men. I, I, so this also doesn't account for... Mark Wahlberg is on the plane, but he lets it right. happen. This also doesn't account for someone whose small business is doing 9-11. You can have yeah. both. Well, if you're, is, the, is, yeah. is Irish 9-11 a 9-11 perpetrated by Irish people or targeting Irish Probably people? both, right? This is like very heavily disputed on one side of that equation, right? Yeah, Irish 9-11, they're desperately trying not to kill any cops in the fallout, but, you know... It, Admitting to themselves that it is likely. So uh, what I like about this quote from Eric Adams, uh, again, ask just how his year was, as you say, is that uh, is that it's like 9-11 is the opposite of opening a business, which I guess you could say 9-11 did close down quite a few, <laughs> oh, closed yeah, quite a few businesses. Uh, yeah, a certain Florida flight school, for example. <laughs> yeah. but he, I mean, this the other thing that we're missing here is that he said this specifically about his city. He opened it with like, New York, the city where, you know, uh, 9-11 happened. Concrete yeah, jungle where 9-11... Yeah, it's, it's right there. But, yeah, but his logic is if, that, if, if in New York a 9-11 could just happen at any time, you're constantly living on edge. And that's the perfect way to set up your own business, right? Mm-hmm. You're willing to take risks because, like, the greatest risk of all is that you could be the Robert Pattinson character in that very bad film, which ends with 9-11 yeah. happening. Yeah. Therefore making the whole plot completely pointless. <laughs> Live every day like it's 9-10. Like, <laughs> only New Yorkers get it. You go to the bodega, 9-11 happens. <laughs> I, and also, he then goes on to say that this makes New York City great. It's the best city in the world because at any moment, 9-11 could be... Oh, I'm just going to actually look at the window real quick. Yeah. We're fine. Because <laughs> it's worth 9-11-ing. I mean, there's something to that. I mean, the Saudis mm. threatened to 9-11 Toronto, but they didn't do it. Yeah. A city, New York, not a, big enough a city worth 9-11-ing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, when, that's like on the patches of the NYPD Counterterrorism they, Bureau. <laughs> they, were, they, they were thinking about different cities they could do it on, but like there was nowhere more ambitious than mm. New York City, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's right. right. Mm. Where the money lives. If, if it yeah. happened in Toronto, it'd just sort of be like, 
fine. Yeah. Okay. Oh, hey, they're, they're doing some kind of 11 9 over there. <laughs> Drake got we do the date 11 the right way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took out the CN Tower. I don't even know if that's in the same city. I don't you know. Care. Would anyone really be impressed if yeah. it happened in like Berlin? I don't know. Ramping a snow machine into the CN Tower. <laughs> Crashing well, a plane into Berlin. Well, like, like the FLQ comes back. Yeah. They've driven a Zamboni into the central branch of the Toronto Public Library. Yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have destroyed your precious cartoon network tower. How, how will you get access to Edward, Edward, and Edward now? <laughs> Also, Maddie, I thank you not to refer what? to that. What? What? It's Ref- French. Reference to find the bit that obliterates all of us three minutes in, and we just have to live with it for the re- like. Much like nine eleven, we just have to live with it for the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been cleaning up maple syrup around the site for weeks. They say it won't go back to normal for a decade. It's going to be stinky floors from now on. They call it uh, Six Kilometer Island. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's, uh, you know, let's not even talk about what, what, the, what the ashes do to the escarpment and its, you know, wine oh, production. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> also, I thank you not to refer to that time someone ramped a Zamboni into the Toronto Public Library. That's a very emotional thing for Torontonians. <laughs> It's a privilege yeah. to be allowed to drive the Zamboni, yeah. and that mm. man betrayed that trust. There was glass right. all over something called Bloor Street. It was awful. <laughs> uh, one of the worst streets in all of North America. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, Settling <laughs> down. Oh boy! All right. Let's uh, producers note. Uh, sorry. About that. <laughs> just, just Toronto, a city where every day someone can open a business or ramp a Zamboni into the library. Nine Eleven in Toronto would be they would just like attack Drake's house in on York Street. Mm, yeah, yeah. I think it's somewhere. It's there. actually where they filmed Nine Eleven. Uh, it was Toronto. <laughs> mm. Yeah, because of the tax yeah, breaks. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. probably, I bet they filmed like World Trade Center, one of the 9-11 movies in Toronto. Positive. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, we found a more tax efficient place to do 9-11 too. <laughs> well, if the Saudis love anything besides 9-11, it is tax evasion, so. Mm. Yeah, true. All right, all right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I have another very exciting announcement. Uh, this is, uh, I'm putting on my, you know, uh, my nerd hat that I got from thinkgeek.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, very nice spinning propeller there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Spin the little propeller. Is that like one of those British road safety campaigns, like Think Bike, where like too many geeks are getting run over? <laughs> like, is there, is there a slightly fat man waddling out of Games Workshop? Check your rear view. Well, well, it's a Games Workshop is, is in the news Ooh. because they're giving Games Workshop the Game of Thrones treatment and they're going to officially Games absorb. They're going to officially absorb. Warhammer 40,000 into the broad popular unconscious, which I think is hilarious. Are they Ooh. going to do an open casting for whoever gets to play the tape measure? <laughs> <laughs> is, there a ta- is that how they know it's 40,000? Where does the tape I measure? That's how you well, measure I, know is I went yeah. to Games Workshop once and they had the tape measure out 
And I found it very funny the and no purest, one else did. The purest form of experiencing Warhammer is seeing <laughs> other people playing it and leaving. I You need the tape measure to play. It's uh, the stupidest thing yeah, about it. Yeah. yeah. This is this is really interesting to me though, because it speaks it bespeaks two things to me, right? One, you're trying to make a commercial property out of something that is authentically weirder than a lot of other stuff. Like if you're a teenage boy and you're used to like Marvel, like late stage Marvel, and then they do a halfway faithful to the vibe adaptation of this, it's just gonna like detonate your entire brain pan. Yeah. Which is fun. I'm a, I'm observing the, my little Nurgle Death Marine here. Like, look, they're gonna hell yeah. Like your your dad isn't gonna like this. Yeah. And the the other thing the other thing is though that I think it bespeaks I think we're running out of stuff to adapt, right? I'm because enjoying we, Town Crier, Alex. <laughs> a lot of bespeaking. It fucking bespeaks yeah. the fact that we don't, like, we don't pay writers anymore. It's not a survivable thing to do to be a writer. Plus, everything mm. post-2022 is contaminated by AI anyway, which means if you have done anything creative prior to 2022, you are now in the elect. Your shit will be absorbed sooner or later because it's the mm. only stuff we have that we know is, like, not fucked to do and is still human authored. We're just going to, like, pull all of it until we run out. We're going to get AI Riley. What, what I, finally, yeah. what I remember, what I, what I remember, though, is, like, because I was... I was always a big like Game of Thrones fan in like the early 2000s back when I was like, trying to evangelize it as no it's not like a Lord of the nerd, Rings it's different mm. yes, yes thank you yeah. and then seeing that get absorbed into like the broad popular unconscious you you can sort of understand it right it's just a compelling fantasy series that sort of yeah. then created a bunch of wake in which a whole bunch of other properties were made, some of which were good. Well, it is, it is and, Lord and of now, the Rings, but yeah, you know. and, and now a bunch of kids are named Khaleesi, which means that there's going to be a bunch of kids named like Lehman Roos, or like God knows I know what. a guy called Khaleesi, he got killed in what? 9-11. <laughs> what, what I, what, what I thought. He was in Toronto, he thought he was safe. <laughs> <laughs> the cave went quad, got him with a Zamboni. An Italian vehicle. <laughs> that was Italian 9-11. And to Carlisi's <laughs> friends, right, 9-11 signifies the time that their friend went to Toronto and got killed by a Zamboni. And they're really annoyed and defensive that everyone else uses it to mean 9-11. I told him not to go to that Brian Adams concert. <laughs> but but the, the funny thing like, <laughs> it was a Brian Adams Drake double headline. <laughs> and the Zamboni just fucking sighed through that crowd. It was brutal. <laughs> People had only minutes to get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> My friend Carl was completely yeah, resurfaced. Canadians, <laughs> Canadians like completely packed and just like, oh, sorry, excuse me, buy you there. Just <laughs> he do an open casket. He was perfectly smooth. His skin was reflective. <laughs> you, you know, getting hit by a Zamboni has got to feel good as hell for the first couple of seconds, right? 